Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. And fix the free AutoZone Fix Finder service is available at all studios. I had a nice yep. week a couple weeks ago, and I bought a new tractor for my hunting place. So I'll get home, and I'll be on the tractor uh, mowing grass uh, in the next week. I'll be very excited about that. That's going to be your reward. You're going to ride your tractor. Yeah, I might take a whole day and just put my phone away and go get on the tractor. I'm a little bit lost because I've never known an open champion to celebrate my mowing grass on a tractor. I got a lot of layers, man. I'm like an 105-horse Kubota tractor, and it's, it's going to be a pretty one. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It has been a great trigger Tuesday so far. As I know, we're going to talk about things bothering us in the world of sports later this hour. We'll have three and out and get you ready for drive time sports later too. But we know, okay, college football is still a thing. It's 39 days away and... Uh, we just got done with SEC Media Days last week, but uh, there's a lot of fun to be had when it comes to the whole shebang about college football. So let's go ahead and welcome in our very next guest here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. It is Chris Marler, who is the host of College Football Uncensored, also a content director for Saturday Down South, also a comedian, also just an all-around decent human being who's an unbiased member of the media, which is what we always like having here on Out of Bounds. So, Chris... Appreciate you joining us on today's show, man. How you doing? Yeah, man. I'm good. Perfect timing. I know, like you said, four oh five is when we were going to do this. It was very specific, and I didn't know why. And then at four oh six, my dog started barking uncontrollably at the uh, Amazon package at the front door. So this is really good timing, and I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm glad that we got that out of the way. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? It's just uh, perfect timing and, and getting you on before the dog starts barking, because that's never happened on this show ever when we've had a guest <laughs> on. Uh, but, uh, but no, man, it was good hanging out with you and good meeting you last week in person there at SEC Media Days. And I know that uh, you're a guy that's been covering college football a long time and having Media Days in Nashville and everything. It just kind of feels like once that happens, man, Everything starts shifting over to fall camp and getting started, and there's just a, a whole new vibe and a whole new feeling out in the air whenever it gets really going. Yeah, honestly, agreed on all that. Um, for one, Nashville is a blast. Like, I, I, part of me wants them to do it in Nashville every year. Part of me, from like a, like a productivity standpoint, wants them to like maybe never do it in Nashville again because I had way too good of a time in Nashville. If they ever do the thing in New Orleans, we're all in trouble. I'll say that for sure. Um, but no, like, like looking at like the, the way the schedule sets up in the off season, it, it kind of reminds me of like a roller coaster. Cause like you're sitting here in like the, just the drudges of the off season and, and waiting and waiting and waiting. It's just like, you know, the countdowns, you, you see that like maybe like a hundred days of college football and start getting a little bit excited. But once you hit media days, it's kind of like being at the top of that coaster because the rest of the, the off season kind of comes at you fast. You got about four or five weeks and then, you know, fall camp will be starting all that kind of stuff. And there's like some pretty good storylines in the SEC this year. What are some of those storylines and any surprises that came out of SEC media days for you? I would say um, the storylines, I think like the biggest one from like a contending standpoint is probably the Bama quarterback situation. I think that's a big deal. 
Um, and the other, like, like I'm, I'm would be more focused on like the football storylines. So I'm not going to get into the Georgia off the field stuff. I thought Kirby Smart handled a lot of, uh, of, of his press conference really well, um, and love that he figured out a new quote of motivation um, to, to hang in the locker room and all that kind of stuff. But I think what I was like, I was really kind of taken aback by how vocal Lane Kiffin was with some of the NIL stuff. And I don't think that's going to be a huge issue once the season starts, I mean. But I do think that he's like a better vessel for that message than somebody like Saban because he's younger, he's probably more likable, um, which is something I never thought I would say a decade ago, um, and probably a little bit more, more in common with the people that it's impacting. So, Chris, uh, I know that uh, you fancy yourself a comedian, which you are a pretty funny what? guy. And you have, of course, SEC Media Days for a long time used to be a, lo- a lot of silliness, you know, whether it was Spurrier or Miles, you know, and people complain like I do. It's like, this is not the same as it used to be. It doesn't feel like it has the same humor surrounding it. Do you still find humor, though, at SEC Media Days? Maybe just the absurdity of it all? Isn't that pretty funny at times? I, you know, honestly, I love Media Days because it's like a chance to really get to see so many people in like the the industry that you never get to see except for online for for most of the year. Um, I I I just try my best to not take myself too seriously, and that's not something that I really struggle with doing um, because I you know it's like what's the fun of that? I think like we're all fans of the game. We all start out fans at some point. We all have that in common. But the whole just hoity-toity, buttoned-up, big J journalist stuff that I we I think we run into every year. That part is is always comical to me. Like, I, I, asked, I asked Kirby Smart a question, and I followed it up by making a joke about saying how the person next to me said they were going to go 7-5. and five. And admittedly, the joke did not land, because Kirby pretended like he didn't hear it. But, like, you know, last year, talking about Brian Kelly and the, the uh, what do you call it, his accent, and then, like, I think I mentioned something to him about his record against the spread. Like, those, those types of, like, questions were a little more laid back and fun, because I guarantee you the coaches are real tired about talking about the death chart and real tired about talking about the same stuff that they're going to have to give coach people for the next four or five months. So I just, I don't understand why we don't, you know, I, I, I have a shaved head. It's not a very good point here, but let our hair down a little bit. It's just, that's not great for me, the visual, but you know what I'm trying to say. What's the best part of media days for you? I mean, it's karaoke with John. John, oh, I mean, for, without a doubt, uh, him and Barrett, <laughs> karaoke is like the best part of the week. Um, I would say outside of that, I always am very humbled that, like, some of the people that, because I've only been doing this for about five or six years, and, and I didn't get a degree in journalism by any means. I had to set some Bennett route um, for most of my college days. But uh, getting, getting to be in, like, the same room and, and, and being, like, peers and, and, and now friends with a lot of the same people that I admired and read and watched and listened to, and that sounds super creepy when it's out of context, but you guys know what I'm saying, um, from people in the media. That part is always really, really cool for me. And the other part is, like, it's kind of the last time before the season starts that you get, like, the coaches and players in a setting that is laid back and casual and not something where it's like, oh, God, we've got to walk on eggshells if we ask this question or he's going to be pissed if we say this or, or, or like, anything like that. And you're not talking about game week or anything. It's, it's, it's like that part is my favorite part, getting to see some of the personalities actually come out. Like, when are you going to get, when are you going to, get to hear Nick Saban talk about cake? Is that like front page news? Absolutely not. But I mean, it's 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 still pretty fun. So let me ask you this: just simply, Sam Pittman. When you hear Sam Pittman, what do you think of Sam Pittman? What's your thought on Sam Pittman? I tell you what, he's I, I love Sam Pittman. I always call Shane Beamer skinny Sam Pittman um, <laughs> because he. I mean, he's he's the most likable coach in the SEC. It's so difficult. Like I know people don't always you know necessarily like like muscle men and things like that, but like Arkansas has hands down the most likable football coach in probably the country, if we're being honest. And and I love what he's been able to do there in such a short amount of time. And think about this too. Think about the fact that like you go from like one extreme to the other in likability and success with Chad Morris to this. I I love what Pittman's doing there and I really hope that he's a guy that's like a mainstay in this conference as as a head coach for a long time. Because you know, I know the schedule's tough every year for Arkansas. It seems like it's always a top five chance of schedule. But that's a guy that's really navigated that whole thing really well. And you look at last year, even last year going seven and six, hell, there's three there's three games where they lost on the one yard line, basically. Like, you know, they're they're a couple of plays from being nine and three again last year. So I love Pittman. I think he's probably the most enjoyable and relaxed person to be around. Like if the coaches I want to have a beer with most, Pittman's at the top.
Chris, you've made some references to Kirby Smart, Stetson Bennett, and you even have your location listed as ATL with another description. So is that where you're from, (laughs) or is that just kind of where you've been working the past few years? Yeah, so actually I just moved to Columbia, South Carolina, because apparently I just, like, love heat and humidity more than anything because I've, I've lived in Atlanta for most of my life. I tell you what, guys, like, listen, I didn't grow up a Georgia fan. You live in Atlanta for most of your life and Georgia went back-to-back natties and I had to get out of there. It was just, it was a day, like, you think Georgia's Twitter's bad. My goodness, seeing a real person every day was, was too tough for me. So, no, I moved, I moved over to Columbia, South Carolina to be closer to some family and stuff like that and um, I've enjoyed it, man. I miss Atlanta because I love Atlanta, but um, yeah, I like it over here a lot. So is there a connection to one particular SEC school that, that you have, or is it just oh, kind of generic and you're like, hey, I, I love all college football, all SEC schools. You know, you're going to – I love everybody. So, you know, if you follow my Twitter, you know that I don't love everybody. That's very <laughs> – that you'll, you'll get that right off the bat. Um, I mean, yeah, okay, so if we're going to out me as, like, who my team is, I will be a self-admitted 85% Alabama fan. My whole family is from the state of or state of Alabama. Grew up in Anniston. Uh, I was the first one in my family born out of the state, which is kind of like the jackpot, if you ask me. So that was always nice. Um, but played baseball in school. Didn't in college. Didn't go to Alabama to play because um, it wasn't good enough. But I grew up a Alabama fan. I've, I've loved college football more than anything. It, like since I was like four years old. So <laughs> this is any kind of gatekeeping for fandom. Because I know people love to do that on social media about how if you didn't go to school there, you can't be a fan. I don't know what to tell you. I'm too far in. I, I wish that I wasn't a Bama fan for a lot of reasons, mainly because of our fan base. But, but here I am. With your mix of media and comedy, how did you get into doing each one of them? So stand-up I've always wanted to do since I was like a kid. Um, and then my friends forced me to do it because um, I just wasn't ever going to sign up. And did it, and it was just one of those things. As soon as I hit, like, got on stage, it just felt like, you know, kind of like home, and it felt really good and natural. And so I did that for about, or doing that for about 11 years. Um, I don't do it as much anymore because I really do enjoy this more. Uh, but yeah, so then with, with college football stuff, I, this is like the whitest thing imaginable. I, but like, I just, I had my own blog um, in like 2015. In 2016, and I remember, I think that our our president, my dog says hello, our president of Center on South, Kevin Duffy, came in to where I was working at the time, which was just bartending, and just I heard him say something about college football, and I hijacked the conversation. Somehow we hit it off well, and just by chance and by luck, um, he had run across like my blog at some point and asked if I wanted to do any freelance for SBS, and so Center on South hired me in 2017. And then I became full-time in 2018. So it's like really, really lucky. Very, very lucky. Um, but very, very grateful and, and happy to be where I'm at. So is there a certain, like, comedian you kind of look up to or try to not mimic yourself completely, like, stealing content, but just, you know, somebody that you look at and you're like, yeah, I, I could I could pull off some sort of act like that? Carrot Top, for sure. Um, <laughs> Carrot Top. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of, like, really good comedians. Like John Mulaney's new special is really great. Tom Segura is hilarious. I love Bo Burnham. Um, there's, I mean, there's just a lot of great comedians. I'll tell you what's cool is like with social media and the way everything's working with TikTok and, and, and Instagram Reels, like there's so many more people able to get out um, and kind of become, I don't want to say like micro celebrities, but, but kind of get more famous. Because in the past, man, like what you had to do with comedy was, comedy is not easy because it's not like music where if I, if I know three, like chords on a guitar, I can just go play Wonderwall like as many times as possible at like, like a local bar. Like you can't just go up and like recycle someone else's jokes and make a career off that. But it used to be so much more difficult because you'd have to be in these like clubs and these open mics and hopefully you get picked up to go on like a road and then you have to go, you know, not get paid like hardly anything, travel all over these like, like I don't want to do comedy in Topeka. Like, I never <laughs> wanted to do that. Um, but yeah, so then, you know, I, I, I think it's been a lot of fun watching that whole thing evolve and see people kind of finally get um, the attention that arrived with their work. What social media platform do you enjoy most, or which one is best suited for putting <laughs> your content out? Uh, I mean, I would say Twitter. If you would ask me this question literally 24 hours ago, 
I would have had a much different answer because I, I've lost I've lost one account on Twitter because of a bad April Fool's joke, and then yesterday my account got suspended, which I had no idea why. Um, I, if I was ranking them, my least favorite is Facebook for sure. Like Facebook has just become like one long Thanksgiving dinner with your aunt and uncle you never want to talk to. That's all Facebook is. Um, Twitter is, is by far my favorite. It's also the most toxic and, and awful one. It's probably why I'm drawn to it. It's like, you know, if it was a person I'd probably try to date it at this point with how toxic it is. Um, but Instagram, I, you know, people seem to be a lot nicer there. Um, and plus then you can mess with the filters. So I don't have to, you know, try to pretend like I have a jawline anymore. Well, don't keep us in suspense here, Chris. So the April Fool's joke you referred. What, no. What, what happened there, man? It, listen, this is like a very throwaway joke. I made a joke about a Kirby Smart sex tape, and, and it was up for like an hour and a half. And it was very regrettable and very stupid, and I fully understand that. But did I deserve to lose an account I've had for 13 years with like almost 10,000 followers? No, probably not. Probably not. But you live, you learn. Um, thanks a lot, Elon. I know he's a big fan of y'all's show, and he's probably listening right now. But, uh, yeah, it was not my best. But, again, it was, like, it was like an hour and a half. So I had to start a new one. You guys can go follow at Burn Funquist. Um, Burn without the E. is V-E-R-N. You'll love it for, like, roughly 30 minutes. And, and I'm, I'm very I'm fun in moderation. So, now, when did this happen? And, and um, like... You know, uh, how how did you go about trying to rebuild it as far as some of those followers finding you now? I, so that's a loaded question. It happened on April 1st. Um, of this year? Of this year, okay. yeah. I, and, like, again, it was a dumb, it was a dumb decision. It was, and it wasn't even that great of a joke. Like, I remember looking at it, I was like, this is not getting anywhere close to the likes that I thought it would get. I'm going to take it down. And so then I'm like, going the whole process of, like, which profile picture should I choose so I look good in my profile pic? And I'm, like, going through all that, and then, like, I find out, like, oh, that's not going to be an option for you, Chris, because we have suspended your account. Uh, the funny part was it was, like, they, they, when you get your account suspended, you can appeal it. And I had never been in trouble before on Twitter. So it was, like, oh, they're, they're going to give it back. It'll be fine. And they're going through all, like, the, the steps of, like, all right, here's, like, there's three tiers of, of like, you know, punishment. Like, so it's like, first one's like, you get to spend it for like 24 hours, you gotta do this to fix it. Next one's like a week, and you gotta do this to fix it. And like, the third one's like permanent suspension, which is, by the way, not what suspended even means. So permanent suspension should not be the same sentence. <laughs> but, so then you have to like go through all this thing to fix it. And I, I submitted like uh, an appeal, and it's like, all right, it's gonna take five to seven business days, it's like, like usual. Uh, and it took roughly 10 minutes to be like, now nah, we're good. You're, you're going to stay suspended. So um, how I got it back, I don't know. Just charm and, and good good looks, I guess. That's a lie. That is absolutely a lie. Hey. I, I, I think I probably just got lucky. Well, I was about to say, when you're uh, getting the follows, like I saw you tweet earlier, that Curvy Smart ended up following you on Twitter, that you must be doing something right <laughs> and getting back your audience. I mean, all-time all time great Twitter handle there. <laughs> Kirby smart for like a, for like a really attractive girl. Kirby smart. That's I mean like I thought Vern Funquist was really good. I was gonna go with Rizzy McGuire, but at thirty seven, that just doesn't really roll off the tongue or make a lot of sense for me anymore. Um, but yeah, Kirby Smart is that's an all time name. Well, honestly, you what you should do is you should get compile a list where every time a Twitter account gets suspended or permanently suspended, as you put it, uh, just have like uh, plays off of uh, SEC coaches that sound funny and just or something like that. You know, just have a list ready just in case. I love that. I love that. It's a really good idea. I'll have to start writing down as many puns as possible. It's like I mean, we are still in the off season, so it's not like I have that much going on. How'd you settle on Vern Funquist? I tell you what, we were at Media Days in 2018. We're getting to know each other, so I don't feel bad for saying this. Media Days 2018 or 19? I think it was 19, because it was in Birmingham, so it's 2019. And uh, I had finished off, I think we drank Gabriel's out of White Claw the night before, which is not something, now that I say it out loud, that I should be proud of. But at the time, it it felt like a a feat of accomplishment um, that I would put on a resume for sure. And I had to change my Twitter handle. It was going to be that or it was going to be Claw Feinbaum. And I went with Vern Funquist instead. And it was a much better idea. Because if I had to sit there with, like, 
a pun about seltzers and Paul Feinbaum to this day, I would probably have already retired. Yeah, I don't know how that would uh, that would carry over, especially uh, you know, as, as seltzers, it's, it, they're around here, but you know, how long are White Claws going to be around? Like, you don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, that guy's funny from four years ago, back when White Claws were right. a thing. You know, you want to keep up to date and current. I get it. I totally get it. But uh, I, what I've learned about comedy, you have to like the best jokes are the ones that you have to constantly explain. And if you can do that on Twitter about your handle and your name, that's even better. Yeah. Like it's like having the best of both worlds there, where people can look at your handle and they're like, "All right, it all makes sense now. I know exactly what I'm getting if I'm following this person." So exactly, yeah, it exactly. all it all comes together. So, well, uh, man, I know we just got to out a minute with you, but as far as uh, the SEC football side of things, how do you see it just overall playing out this season? Everyone's got Georgia, and I know you have a big fandom of Georgia. So, uh, is that just how it's going to be? Anything exciting? Anything you predict that you feel like it's going to be pretty wild? So, I, I tell you what, I, I, I'll be called a homer for this. I, I, I think Georgia's not going to get beat in the regular season. There's just nobody on that schedule that, that's anywhere close to where they are. And that's not necessarily their fault. They try to schedule Oklahoma. And if we're being honest with ourselves, like, there's a trip to Norman to play six and seven Oklahoma from a year ago really, like, make you feel great about, like, the strength of schedule. I mean, it's better than Ball State, but still. So, I, I don't see anybody on that schedule that is is going to challenge them until they get to Atlanta. I will say, I, you call me a homer all you want, but, like, I'm just not sold on the LSU is is now, like, the the champ of the SEC. Like, like, they are obviously the defending champions of the SEC West. The idea that they are just here to stay and they're going to consistently, you know, just consistently be the team to beat in the West, I just don't see that. I know they return a ton of on offense, like 10 starters coming back, and they're going in from year one to year two, which is usually makes the biggest jump uh, with, with a new. Hey, Chris, hey, we appreciate it as always, man. Thanks for joining us. We got more Out of Bounds coming up next. Listen for Coach Kevin Kelly Wednesdays during the zone, presented by the Little Rock Athletic Club, an all indoor pickleball facility coming soon to Little Rock Athletic Club online at lrac.com. This is Sports Center. In the NFL yesterday, Broncos defensive end Ioma Wazirike was suspended from the NFL for at least one year for betting on NFL games. He'll be eligible to apply for reinstatement in July of 2024. Three-time Pro Bowl cornerback Marcus Peters signed with the Raiders on a one-year deal. Peters had 47 tackles, a sack, and an interception last year for the Ravens. This morning, Saquon Barkley signed a one-year deal worth up to $11 million to return to Giants. Veterans are expected to report to Giants training camp today. And the AOS race is heating up as Last night, the Astros walked off the Rangers to win 10-9. Houston is now just 10 games back of Texas. They'll play each other the next two days. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hey, folks, it's Joey and Ryan here. What's up? It's summertime. Hey, we got some great Jeep incentives going on right now. 2.9% financing, rebates, discounts on Jeep Grand Cherokee on select models. We've got 1.9 incentivized rate plus $4,000 rebate. So for all you new Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. Or check us out on the web at redriverdodge.com or Red River. We deliver. God bless you. Stone's Throw Brewing's Block on the Rock 10th Annual Birthday Bash benefiting Preserve Arkansas is this Saturday, July 29th. Stone's Throw Brewing is shutting down Rock Street and having a big old party. Food trucks, beer from Stone's Throw and other Arkansas breweries and live music featuring big damn horns. $10 gate admission or $75 for VIP. Visit Stone's Throw Brewing on Facebook or stonethrowbeer.com for more details and to purchase tickets. If you haven't stopped by Arch Marine lately, you are literally missing the boat. And no boat is complete without a Tahatsu motor. Arch Marine in North Little Rock has them ranging from 3.5 to 140 horsepower. That's Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Take the Levy exit. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone. So it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff or Sam Eklund in Star City today. 
Have you been outside recently and you have that pain in your back or your shoulder, maybe even in your knee? Well, why don't you get rid of it? Take your life back. Go check out my friends over at QC Kinetics today. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. You know, I had a friend call me the other day and he says, you know, I've got some really bad back pain. And he goes, I, I just don't have time to, to be out of work and not be able to do what I do every day. And I told him, I said, you need to call my friends over at QC Kinetics. So he did. He went through the free consultation. And the next thing you know, he calls me. He says, you know what? My back is feeling amazing. If you're that same guy or gal and you've got that nagging pain in your back, your knees, your shoulders, just call QC Kinetics today. They use the latest advances in regenerative medicine, taking your own body's healing agents and concentrating them right to where the pain is. The best part, no invasive surgery, no harmful drugs, and no downtime. Give QC Kinetics a call today for that free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. Facility Maintenance Services presents Melinda Mayo when she joins Morning Mayhem each Thursday morning. Serving Central Arkansas with commercial and industrial janitorial needs, Facility Maintenance Services. We don't cut corners, we clean them. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Let me just quote the late, great Colonel Sanders, who said, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. On 103.7 The Buzz. It's Out of Bounds on a Trigger Tuesday, and one thing that's never going to trigger us is Guatney Chevrolet with the best of deals that they have going on right now. You won't be able to beat it. Listen, they've been in business for 60-plus years, and they haven't been in business that long by accident. Right now, they're offering $7,000 off on new 2023 Silverados. $7,000 off, as well as a 1.9% APR, and no payments for the rest of summer. Those three deals by themselves would be amazing, but when you combine them all, it is incredible. I know you need a new truck. You know those Chevy Silverados. You know how good they look, especially when they're brand spanking new, and you hear that deal of $7,000 off and 1.9% no payments for the rest of the summer. You got the itch. Go over there to Guatney Chevrolet right now. If you're coming from the Little Rock area, you can avoid traffic and construction by taking the Main Street exit in Jacksonville, right on Main Street, then left on Bailey to Guatney's front door, don't hesitate. Don't wait any longer. Get over there to Guadney Chevrolet at 1301 TPY Drive. they got a sales staff that's willing to help you, get you in a vehicle that you love and that you can afford. Plenty of inventory on the Silverados, as well as plenty of inventory on all of their pre-owned vehicles, no matter what it is when it comes to your vehicle needs. Go to Guadney Chevrolet, being Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. It's Guadney Chevrolet and GuadneyChevrolet.com. Again, it's Trigger Tuesday. Appreciate Chris Mahler joining us in the previous segment, having some fun with him. And I know that it is technically a Tuesday and is technically uh, a Trigger Tuesday. So it only makes sense that here in our second-to-last segment, we'll call it, we got to get into what's bothering us in the world of sports. I'm angry. I'm, I'm spitting angry. I'm like a tornado of anger swirling about. My heart rate is dangerously high right now. Triggered Tuesday, where you let everyone know what's offended you in the world of sports on Out of Bounds. All right, it is time for Triggered Tuesday. I'll go ahead and start off with something that uh, we've already discussed, but I always add something to the mix with the NCAA. Like, come on now. Uh, the, the deal with Jim Harbaugh and being suspended, or at least the source is saying that he's going to be suspended for the first four games, over what? Uh, I think it's you could say it's both sides triggering. It's triggering from from my point of view to the NCAA because, or, I mean, is it really that big of a deal of what happened? You're talking about something that was going on during COVID, all right? Now, it's been, of course, a recruiting violation linked to Harbaugh facing a level one violation. One, one, level one violation. We just saw Tennessee have like 18,000 level one violations. And guess what happened? They've got a few scholarships running, and I know the coach isn't there, so you can't really suspend them. But 
comparatively speaking, I'd rather have what Tennessee had than having coaches suspended. So that would be the case. However, the fact that Jim Harbaugh's four-game suspension is going to come against the likes of these big powerhouses of East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers. Okay, so it doesn't even matter at all. It just seems like both sides of it. It's like it's dumb that you're suspending him, and it's also dumb that he's being suspended for those games that don't really matter. It's pointless. It's dumb. There's no reason for it. It's something that happened during the 2020 season because he had contact with players during COVID. Just stop. It's so dumb. There's no reason for any of this. You should have just moved on and let it be. But instead, you're going to still try to act like you have some sort of power in CAA, and you don't. That's that's one of the things that have triggered me today. Well, I have the same trigger as far as this deal with Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA. But what triggers me about it is why does the investigation take so long? It happened at that time during COVID, as you mentioned. But here it is, 2023, and we're talking several seasons later. What took so long to find out the little info that came out of this? and then get this deal resolved and get it behind them so that Jim Harbaugh and Michigan can both move on and the NCAA can move on. Yeah, that's, it, again, it's just so dumb, all of it together, compiled. Just You could just pick, a, pick it apart and go through all the stuff that's just so bothersome by it, but uh, that's the way it is. Uh, another thing, though, that has been uh, triggering me, at least, is in the world of sports, that is, has been dealing with uh, some of the contracts that have been thrown around for NBA players or NFL players and, and all those deals. And, you know, you always try to relate things to yourself or at least try to co- correlate things to yourself. Of like, oh, if this guy gets this much money, this is how much they're getting paid. And then if they get too much money, you're like, that's too much money. They ain't worth that, whatever. Here's my thing. I do not care. I don't give a lick about how much money somebody is making. If it comes to an agreement from those who work in that industry agreeing to sign them to a contract and they agree to the terms of that contract, that's between them two. It's not like anyone's going to come knocking on my door and just be like, hey, so we decided to pay so-and-so another million dollars this year. You're going to need to pay us more. Well, I don't pay you anything. So it's not my money that's coming out of my pocket for paying them. Like Jalen Brown making $300 million, how does that impact my life? How does that impact my money? How's that impact what I'm doing? It doesn't, and it shouldn't do for years either. So when it comes to players, athletes, contracts, sports especially, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's probably a lot more money than any of us will ever see. But when you break it down, it doesn't matter. It's As long as they're performing, as long as they're getting the job done, that's the only thing that matters. So stop worrying about how much someone's making in the sports world. They believe that they should make that. The other party believes it. That's why they sign it. It's a contract. Moving on. But the people that get so irate and upset about what other people are making in the world of sports is just always really weird to me. Triggers me is what's happening with the running back position in the NFL. These guys are playing hard and and doing different things as far as not only running the ball, but their pass catching. So they have a different type of role. And then with the run blocking, the money keeps going down for them. So it triggers me that these guys are such a big part of the teams that they're playing for, but they're not respected in a sense where they're getting paid for the things that they accomplish. And it is a passing league, so they, and all of football, they pass the ball a lot more, but these guys are at high risk for injury. And then when they do perform well, it's like they're not getting rewarded for it. And then when they get injured, then you want to take away from them in that sense to say, well, you're at risk for injury, and now we can't afford to pay you because you're not actually on the field. You can't have that both ways, and these guys need to be respected a little bit more and and get compensated for the jobs that they're doing. You know, it's crazy to me about the running back position in general. Like, I would have never dreamed in a million years we'd get to a point to where running back was not a, a, a position that was valued. Like, you think about when I was first growing up and watching football and following it along, you had, in college football even, you had guys that were Heisman winners that were running backs fairly often in the, at least the running for the Heisman Trophy. Some of the best players on the field and some of the most exciting players on the field were running backs. Uh, same thing in the NFL. Like so many great running backs that were, if you had a great team, it seemed like you always had an elite running back to go along with it. It was just part of it. And now it's just crazy to see like what you brought up of 
how things have changed so much and the devalue of uh, devaluing of them, which I think is wrong as well. But like I just never dreamed that would ever happen. I've always thought running back, running quarterback, then running back. It's kind of like that. That's the main position, and that one's right after it. But now it's kind of like, oh, we're not going to pay anybody. Let's we'll get another running back out of the draft, pay him less, and you know they can just worry about this other guy who's been a Pro Bowler for three times because it's not that big of a position for us anymore. It's just sad. It's a sad state of affairs. I'm trying to think of the last, uh, like, I mean, because so, like, who's the last? Great. McCaffrey and, and Derrick Henry are the ones that right. were the, the ones that really got paid mm-hmm. the last two that come to mind. Yeah. That's, I'm just wondering if they'll ever bounce back. Like, will they ever – is it a cyclical thing where here in the next five to ten years, maybe, the running back will make a – position will make another surge and well, start getting paid a lot more. Well, the thing about it is teams are putting an emphasis on running the ball more now. Some Good teams point. are, so it's about half the league. But the difference being now is they don't necessarily have that – one running back that they identify to say this is our workhorse they do it more by committee where you're involving more running backs in the whole scheme of the offense and it's funny we were just talking about this Uh, brian just tweeted at us and he's like guys i couldn't agree more on the running back position it's just so sad how it's become a position no one cares about anymore when i was a kid growing up i wanted to play running back because i wanted the ball in my hands and just take off running now that's the least position I'd want to play on the offense because just no one because no one just values it as much as they used to. So it's that, true. That's a situation that's going to come about where you're going to have young players that will say, "I'm not playing running back. Don't want to play running back." So is the highest paid skill position tight end now at this point? As is it still wide still receiver. wide receiver? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if the tight end had caught up with it and. Uh, they haven't gotten to that point, but no, the tight ends, the ones that are at the top, as far as you think of as those receiving threats, they want to be identified as more of that receiver, more so than tight end, because tight end has a cap as far as the franchise tag. But these guys realize that receivers getting that franchise tag, it's a lot more money tied to it. So uh, just make me a wide receiver, but uh, play me in closer to the offensive line a lot where I can help pass block. And nobody wants a franchise tag anyway, so no. players want to stay away from that. Unless it's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is somebody who made the most of the franchise tag and then rolled that into having a fully guaranteed contract and got an extension on that. So he's somebody that did it the right way. Yeah, you can find benefits from it, no doubt. And uh Speaking of, I uh, wanted to bring this up before we uh, take a top of the hour update because that is Trigger Tuesday. Speaking of everything going on with contracts and whatnot, I saw the Cowboys and uh, Diggs, their cornerback, five-year, $97 million extension for him. So he also uh, gets a good amount of chunk of change. Five-year extension with worth $97 million and includes a $21.25 million signing bonus. So Cowboys were always worried about how they were going to get some of these contracts sorted out, and he was the next one on the list. And it's good to see them taking care of him before they get in the training camp and not have to worry about that. Yeah, he's guaranteed $42.3 million already, according to the sources. So, yeah, doing pretty well. It's, it's payday for a lot of people today here in the sports world, especially in the NFL, but also in the NBA, too. We will take our final commercial break. When we come back, we'll close up shop with three and out and get you ready for drive time sports. It's all next here on Out of Bounds. fishing spots in the state? Well, tune into Fishing Arkansas Sunday mornings with Big Sarge and his crew. Fishing Arkansas is presented by Fletcher Auto Group, Shelter Insurance Agent Jamie Marsh, Stanley Hardware, and Cooper's Nursery and Cabot. Fishing Arkansas every Sunday morning from 8.30 to 10 on 103.7 The Buzz. 
Jackalope Cycling is passionate about the Arkansas outdoors. To help you enjoy this beautiful state, Jackalope offers an array of bike rentals to get you on the trails. What about fly fishing from a bicycle? You can't do that, but Jackalope also offers fly rods, reels, waders, fly fishing accessories, outdoor and camping gear. Yeah, it'll be tough riding a bicycle and waders. But you can still enjoy the Arkansas outdoors with Jackalope Cycling in Russellville or JackalopeCycling.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros makes automotive service and tire buying simpler, always treating customers like family. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros is family-owned and operated, built on honesty and friendly service. Stop in today to shop our wide selection of Continental and General Tires, all backed by a nationwide warranty. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, service like your daddy used to get. Stop in today or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. Edgar Award-winning author and Arkansas native, E.Y. Craner joins the zone every Tuesday courtesy of Jackalope Cycling. Jackalope Cycling in Russellville is there with bike rentals and service, camping gear, fishing accessories, whatever gets you excited about the outdoors. E.Y. Craner Tuesday in the Zone, brought to you by Jackalope Cycling. Check them out online at jackalopecycling.com. Do you need Rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 8. 888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving Arkansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. If you're looking to update your home decor, then go see our friends at Coffin by Design West. At Coffin by Design West, they have design specialists on staff that can help you with your decisions on any updates to your home. They have over 7,000 square feet of beautiful new home decor pieces such as sofas, dining tables, design throw pillows, lighting, and chairs that arrive daily. For those of you who like the aromatique candles, you can find those and also gift cards located at West Past Taylor Loop, 14900 Kentrell Road, or go to the web at coffinlumber.com. Hi, I'm Trey Reed from the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, inviting you to join me every Wednesday morning for the latest news from the great outdoors. It's brought to you by Arts Marine in North Little Rock, now under new ownership, but with the same familiar faces and incredible service you've known for years, plus the area's best selection of boating parts and supplies. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins, because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours, and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. This is a breaking news, huge story. You better just stop what you're doing and listen into this one. Uh, so apparently Giselle is reportedly not happy about Brady, Tom Brady, that is, hooking up with Ariana, or is it Ariana Shake? Arena. Arena Shake? She's beautiful. That's all you need to know. Uh, she's an Instagram model. But uh, she apparently Giselle's not happy about it. 
And it's according to page six. And uh, according to the story itself, it says that uh, uh, Coast of the Brazilian Beauty tells that uh, outlet that Brady's uh, been uh, help. Uh, Dillance is helpful to the Giselle Freedom. And adding insult to injury is the fact that Brady as a relationship has been going on with a Russian model broke just days after her 43rd birthday. So I don't know what to make of any of this. It's a story, and they're, and she's apparently not happy. But I'm like, y'all divorced, right? Like, it's over. Like, it's another model, though. But still, what do you, what do you, it's Tom Brady. What do you, what is he going to do? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go over there and, uh, you know, just find me uh, someone who's out there as an airline pilot. Like, it's just, what does it matter what she does? It's you think he's just going to not have a beautiful woman? It's Tom Brady. So I just think it's funny that it's like, ah, I have an issue with that. Well, yeah, Okay, make the list of people that he's allowed to date or that he can be with that you're not going to have an issue with it, and then I'm sure he'll go around those guidelines. And she's a supermodel, a little different from an Instagram model. So well, she, her and Giselle are on that same level. That's probably why there's a jealousy issue there. Oh. And uh, she formerly dated Bradley Cooper, who they took a break and they dated other people and seemed like they got back together, but now that she's dating Tom Brady, then it's changed. It's mm. different there. Well, my thing is, is like if they're on Instagram and they have a, and they're beautiful and they have a lot of followers. I just always assume they're an Instagram model. But yes, supermodel is actually a, a much greater job to have. I think she dated Ye at one time also. Oh gosh, well so, so playing the hits then Bradley Cooper, <laughs> Kanye West, and throw in uh, Tom Brady. She. Must be doing very well for herself to have a lot of talents. Brock Purdy is cleared and ready to go, according to GM John Lynch and head coach Kyle Shanahan. They said, but even though he's ready to go, they're going to stick to a plan that's been put in place for some time. Now, the way they came about this was Brock Purdy, he threw in front of Shanahan, Lynch, and the Niners medical team with an increased workload, and they said that what's going to happen now as far as the plan He's going to be on a pitch count, which includes two days of throwing and then one day off. So they're taking it slow, working him back into the mix, but he is cleared. So another little uh, sad story here uh, dealing with uh, you know, Bam Margera, which we know we've been following around with him and uh, some of the issues he's gone through. Well, he released a diss track, and it's awful. Like You can't even play it for one and two. It's just not good. But he released a diss track calling out Johnny Knoxville, Steve Wee Man, and other people. Uh, for some of the things that, that happened. And, uh, of course, he was not uh, in his right state of mind, according to a lot of them, too. But uh, Steve-O responded, and uh, just as, uh, been, you know, they've been kind of having this back and forth and, and all of that. But it's just it's just sad. It's a state of affairs. And, again, I wish I could uh, play the videos, but, you know, they have, or the audio from the videos. But there's just a lot of expletives. But just, again, so sad that uh, such a great team, such a bunch of people that had a great time and a great thing going for them are all still beefing. But I guess diss tracks are still a thing. So Bam Margera decided to do that. But whatever. I just wish they would kiss and make up already. There's a TikToker named Bobby Ultoff. She landed an interview with Drake, and it was kind of awkward the way the interview went down. Here's uh, a, just a bit of it. Ask me a couple more Are you kicking me out? I'm just saying, like, you know. I flew all the way here. You did. I really do appreciate it. On my daughter's that. first birthday. I wasn't going to bring that up. Mm-hmm. You missed your daughter's first birthday. For to this. be here. Dark. Dark. Regret that you'll never be able to undo. Yeah. Horrible parenting. Where's your son? Somewhere safe, and it's not his birthday. When's his birthday? What does it matter? It ain't today. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, so, uh... It was, everybody's wondering, first of all, like, who is she, Bobby Altoff? How did she land this interview with Drake? And then just the way it took place, it's in a bed in FedEx Forum at 3 a.m. because Drake was about to do a show within the next couple of days in Memphis, and he's wearing a Memphis State sweatshirt. But it, it went on for almost an hour, and it was just kind of an awkward back and forth all the way through. But she was able to land an interview with Drake, but it happened to be on our daughter's birthday. And so, in a sense, she was saying, you know, I took out this amount of time, something that was important to me, to be able to score that interview with Drake. There's a lot of questions that could be asked in that whole thing, and that whole situation, but uh, we won't have time for that. Uh, this is something that I will never understand of why people may do this, but I'm a huge Skittles fan. In fact... 
Uh, if I'm doing my power rankings of Skittles, I would have to be careful about eating my entire weight and uh, or candy, I should say. It would be Skittles. Uh, Starburst is another great one, too. Maybe even M&M's. But still, Skittles, they have different flavors. You know, they have the berry flavors. They got the sour Skittles. Always very unique when it comes to those flavors. Well, now they're making a limited edition mustard Skittles. Like, not just mixed in. Like, the entire bag is mustard Skittles. Who asked for this? Who's buying this? And who is saying, you know what, Skittles, I, I like the the lime flavor and the grape flavor and the apple flavor, but you know what, it's really missing a mustard flavor from French's. I don't know who asked it. It's, of course, going to get talked about because we're talking about it now. I'm sure somebody's going to start it and at least try it out. It will not be me. Don't get it. Like, ew. But, I don't know, we'll see. Maybe if I see it in a bag, I'll try it out and let you know. But I have a feeling it's probably just going to taste like a chewable mustard pill is about what it's going to be. There's an actor named Brisha Webb. She does a really good Rihanna impression. I love Rihanna. Do Rihanna. I... That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it! I heard it! You heard, I heard it. it! I you heard, heard it, it, right? I heard it! Lift me up! That's it! That's it! That's it! That's all, all you, you need to that's do! That's all you need to do! You're so recognizable! I yes. got it! I got it! I got it! I... Like, that was the whole song! That is fabulous. Like you said, I ain't singing on the song. Oh, my God. She's like, you can say whatever. I can do whatever. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She always sounds like she just woke up. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. me up. <laughs> Hold me down. The lips, though. The lips. So not only a great sound, but if you see the video, you'll see the facial expression she's making. <laughs> Funny. Well, also uh, with the Barbie movie that's come out, everyone's all, it's all the rage. Well, uh, a fight broke out among two moms inside the movie theater, and they started shoving each other in the face. The kids were there. It's a really bad and scary scene, and it all was because one of the kids would not get off their phone, and it was during the movie, and the light was on, and it was bothering people, and it all stemmed from that. You'll never get into a fight, but folks, just remember, hey, keep the phones off when you're in a movie, no matter what the movie is. Be courteous to others, and you won't have to worry about getting in a shoving match in the middle of the movie and have to get kicked out. Joe Rogan randomly ran into Axl Rose in a restaurant in Greece. He says was in Greece on vacation, randomly ran into Axl Rose at a restaurant. He invited us to see Guns N' Roses in Athens. It was blanking amazing. Oh, I can only imagine. That would be a show that would be really a lot of fun to see. But we are out of time. Appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. From 67167, it's Billy and Bubba, the Freeway Boys. Well, Billy, we're back working by Guatney Chevrolet. Well, until AI takes our jobs, AI ain't gonna shovel this gravel. I guess it could take the boss's job. Billy, AI is not designed to be useless. You don't need AI to find the best deals on new Chevrolets. Right now at Guatney, get brand new 2023 Silverados, 